day, friends and fuzzy. I am about as annoyed as I've been the entire coronavirus. And today, what I want to talk about is the fact that there is a new mandate from the president to get to 70% vaccination. We are about to introduce Pfizer, and so we'll be able to give kids who are 12 and up vaccines starting soon. And what I am irritated about is what we are doing as a country to address the lack of vaccination and how it is completely ignoring data, and I don't understand why. So when I'm talking about data, we went last week to a pharmacy. And we went to this pharmacy because we asked a survey, what worries you about vaccination? And what people said was that they were worried about the fear of getting sick. They were worried about the pain in their arm and their shoulder later. They were worried about the needle going in. Um, and interestingly, they were worried about people, um, they were worried about fainting or embarrassing themselves. So what exactly was that all about? Well. What we did was we got together a whole bunch of information about um, what the safety was. I mean, people were worried about the FDA approval. So not many, like two, but we said, okay, fine. Um, we're going to talk about FDA approval. We're going to talk about the difference in the process. We took information about how an mRNA vaccine does not alter your DNA. But the other thing we did was we took with us the, the, support for people who fainted. 20% were worried about fainting or embarrassing themselves. This is what needle fear does. So we brought chairs, we brought things to help. And, and so this is the story that I want to tell you is about this one little guy. So we had Buzzy there for pain. We had distraction cards. And of the people that came, we had 10 people who came because they wanted help for needle fear and pain. We had one person that came because they wanted answers to questions. And do you know what happened? I will tell you, the one person who I spoke to for a half an hour about explaining mRNA, explaining herd immunity, explaining how long a vaccine lasts, explaining the difference between what symptoms there are with COVID and what we know happens to the brain and what happens with a vaccine and the numbers of adverse events. And we've had vaccines for more than enough time now past where the vaccine itself is going to cause a problem. And it is fractional compared to 125 or 100,000. I just went on. So she was going to think about it. Of the 10 people who came because of needle fear, every single one of them got vaccinated. And when the mother of this child started talking to me, she said, you know, I was afraid of needles, but I had no idea that it was widespread. And I said, look, there's 63% of young adults who are afraid of needles. We've known this for 10 years. They work on this in Canada, in New Zealand, in Australia. Needle fear is something that is acknowledged in other countries and dealt with as part of healthcare. And she said, I had no idea. And she held her son's hands and she looked in his eyes and she said, you are normal. This is not your fault. You don't need to be ashamed. You don't need to feel bad. You're not alone. And this terrified 23-year-old had a single tear fall from his face because he was one of those 23% who was so worried about embarrassing himself or fainting. He was ashamed. 
So for dealing with pain and fear, we got 10 out of 10 vaccinated. Trying to convince somebody something with logic that they didn't come up with from logic didn't work. So when we have the government right now trying to offer a hundred bucks or trying to make things um, go out in bands to rural communities, that's a good idea, but trying to do public education to change someone's idea is inefficient and ridiculous when we know what the percentages are. And so this is the thing. I did a presentation on this before the health, health before the Department of HHS in February. I was like, look, lots of these people are not going to get their first vaccine due to fear, pain. We know that 40% of people don't return for their second shot. And the inefficiencies that are caused by people fainting cause delivery problems. So I presented, it was like, look, we know who's not going to get vaccinated. We know who probably won't vaccinate. We know what we need for herd immunity. Why don't we address these issues? And the issue addressing that I discussed was simple and quick. Look, if we just want to knock some off the top, we're not going to convince that 20%, but maybe if we decrease some fear, maybe if we change the percentage of people that don't get vaccinated a second time from 40% down to 20 that'll chip it away. We're going to be able to do this and get to herd immunity if we just address the pain and the fear part. Well, so guess what happened? Nothing. So on the 15th, we redid a survey. So we asked people during the J&J pause. Now, mind you, when we said, what are your problems with getting vaccinated? What they said were their problems with getting vaccinated were, okay, 23% said fear of fainting or embarrassment. But most people didn't say needle fear. They said they were worried about the vaccine. You cannot ask people, are you afraid of needles and expect to get a straight answer? You can't ask someone if they're arrogant and expect to get a straight answer. If there's anything that's societally not okay, they're not going to give you a straight answer. Instead, when we asked, how afraid are you of needles? That's when we got 52% who were either three, four, or five out of five. This is what the reality is. And so when we have leaders who know this, this has been presented to them, the people on the vaccine advisory committee saw the data. We've had 63% of young people afraid of needles since 2012. We know why. So why aren't they doing anything? And here's what I think. I think that adult fear and fainting hasn't been an issue because people just don't show up. And this whole widespread needle fear thing is pretty recent. It's because of the way we're giving vaccines. And I also think that the, we're not using Buzzy or addressing this because healthcare workers go into healthcare because they don't care about needles and they lack empathy and they can't even imagine that someone would choose death over a needle. What what they're not realizing is that this is not choosing death over a little stick. This is people who want to get vaccinated. They are terrified. They're embarrassed. They want anything they can just to make it a little easier. Do it a little faster. Have a, have a, a chair in case they feel lightheaded. Have something to block the fainting response. They don't need much doing any kind of public education saying, we understand, we have empathy, Lots of people were afraid of needles. Come here, we'll take care of you. So why aren't we doing that? Well, you know, 
I, um, I think that the real issue is that it's a bias against weakness. So I asked a friend at the CDC, I'm in Atlanta. I've been pushing on the CDC for over a year now. They even did a study that found that fuzzy block fainting. So I've been pushing on them and I asked a friend at the CDC, I said, why aren't people intervening for this? And he said, well, maybe this way it'll get the weakness out of our gene pool. He was joking. His daughter panics at needles. But that's the thing. I think that as a society, we are so embarrassed about needle fear that scientists don't even want to be associated with something lest people think they're afraid of needles too, lest they're seen as being weak. You know, that's the thing is if, if a scientist supports this program, then people might think that they're weak. And that shame is so potent that they're not even getting behind a program like this. You know, the other possible reason is that the people who are making these decisions are men. And you know what? Men didn't take their kids to get vaccinated. It was the moms, even doctor moms. My husband didn't take our kids to get vaccinated. He's a doctor too. I took them. And there's great research from Canada that shows that when the moms take the kids to get vaccinated, they are more likely to transmit fear to the kids later. They're more likely to try to show empathy. They're more likely to be upset about the kids' four-year-old shots, and that's when they get afraid of needles. So here are my theories. Either the people who are making these decisions don't want to get associated with supporting people who have needle fear, or they realize that if they acknowledge that we have a huge problem with needle fear, they're gonna have to go back to the source. And it's a difficult messaging to say, give all the vaccines up to age four on schedule, but you actually have some flexibility for a six. We could spread those out. You know, in the UK, they only have three injections that they're giving on the same day between ages four and six. And their needle fear is half of ours. We're giving four or five on the same day between age four and six. We could give it any time in there. I think that either People don't want to be seen as weak or they don't want to have to deal with the messaging of our vaccine campaign. We have to address this. We're going to be giving vaccines and boosters for COVID for years to come. And unless we deal with what the real barriers are with getting vaccines, we're not going to solve the problem. One of the other things we found in our survey was that people that said they were five out of five worried about the safety of the vaccine were three times more likely to also have high needle fear. I mean, which came first, the initial vaccine hesitancy crowd, the first studies in 2005, they were willing to take an oral sugar cube with the polio vaccine. Now we give an injected vaccine and now there's anti-vax. And so this has to be unpacked. When Anna Patio in 2012 found that 24% of adults in her survey of a thousand people were afraid of needles, she asked them whether or not they were going to get their kids vaccinated. And 7% of the people that are afraid of needles won't vaccinate their kids. So which came first, being afraid of the vaccine's safety or being afraid of needles and coming up with reasons why getting a shot just doesn't feel like a good idea? If we don't acknowledge that this is something that is common, it is addressable, and get those guys vaccinated quickly, we're not going to get to herd immunity. Unless we deal with the needle fear, we're not going to hit herd immunity, and I don't want us to give up on it now.
We need to change how we're vaccinating our four to six-year-olds. We need to change how we think about pediatric pain. And we need to change our unwillingness to align ourselves with a program that may make us look less strong. So please, if you know someone in the CDC, if you know someone who has any power over this, anyone in a pharmacy, let's try to go for empathy and healthcare and public support. Education is not gonna get us there. We need to actually do pragmatic pain management and give it to people now.